So what is Kickstarter? Well, kickstarter.com is a website where creators can share their ideas and plans with backers who think, hey, that looks like a cool project. I'm going to put some money towards it to hope that it gets funded. These projects can be in any number of categories, but one of those categories is games, and a subgenre would be board games. There have been many board games over the years that have used Kickstarter to fund their game. From anything as small as an indie designer in his bedroom thinking up a card game that he wants to try and sell, to major companies like Cool Mini or not putting together expansive board games that cost over $100 that they're selling to backers, Kickstarter.com is the home and the birthplace of many, many board games. But should you use Kickstarter? Well, I would say you should use Kickstarter with caution and for a couple of different reasons. The first thing is, there's no guarantee that that company is going to produce the game. See, Kickstarter is not a pre-ordering system, but it is a way for you to support a designer, get their game off, off the ground level, and out to backers. It's not necessarily a contract that you're saying, hey, I'm giving you this money and you have to produce this game. There have been a couple of games, a couple of notable games, I guess I should say, that have not come to fruition on Kickstarter. But many, many more have, and I have backed many, many games successfully, and I'm very happy with them. So why would I give money to a game early on that I have no guarantee that I'll get any thing back from well there's a couple of reasons first off some of these games if they don't get kickstarted they don't get made so if i see a game that i really really want and i know hey this game isn't getting made without the support of backers i'll back that game because i want to play it a good example of this might be pocket ops a game by grand gamers guild i've backed one of their projects before called unreal estate that i really enjoyed and pocket ops is kind of this awesome take on tic-tac-toe where you're still laying down your colored pieces but instead of just x's and o's you have special agents and you have snipers and you have all these different pieces that can do different actions when you lay them down on the board so it's like as simple as tic-tac-toe but with all this extra depth and tactics, uh, I think it's going to be one of those games where I can kind of teach anybody to play it as long as they understand the basics of tic-tac-toe, they can learn the extra rules. So that sounded really cool to me, and that's something that I wanted to help get off the, get you know made. I want that game. I want that to be produced, and I know that this is going to be the best way for me to get a chance at getting my hands on that game. Um, so that's one reason. The other reason is some some of these games come with tons of free stuff because you backed on Kickstarter. Uh, so one of those was um, I backed Massive Darkness, a game by Cool Mini or Not, a big company that produces lots of games. They've done Zombie Side, they've done Rum and Bones, they've done uh, all kinds of different games, Potion Explosion, Bloodborne the Card Game. So they're big. They're big board game producer. And so when I backed Massive Darkness, I did it because I got a ton of Kickstarter-exclusive monsters and heroes that I couldn't get anywhere else. So even though that game will be available in stores and it was probably going to get made one way or the other, I backed that game because I wanted to make sure that, hey, I want that giant female Cyclops lady. And yeah, I want to make sure that I get... Um, you know, the different exclusive heroes and, and things like that. And so a lot of times there will be Kickstarter exclusive benefits for backers. 
And then the last thing is sometimes it's just a great deal. With Dark Souls, the board game, a game that I backed, uh, you know, you backed it for the same price as what people are paying in retail now, but I got a couple of expansions that are going to come with it and a couple of um, extra bonus characters and stuff that'll still be available at retail later, but I didn't have to pay for them. They were just included in my base pledge. So yeah, I gave money early on, over a year and a half ago, um, but I've got the game now and I'm excited for the free expansions that are coming later this year. So there's lots of reasons to back a Kickstarter game. We'll be right back after this short break. Some of the things to remember about Kickstarter as we talk about backing projects are doing a little bit of research before you back a project. Uh, see if the creator has created any other projects and if they were successful. Uh, if you're looking at a board game in particular, see if that creator has produced any other board games out there on Board Game Geek or just do a Google search for who they are or, what, or the company that they work for and see what people are saying about them. If if they've been honest, if their communication has been good, those are things that you want to look for any kind of red flags like, ooh, they didn't communicate really well, or I'm still waiting on their last game, I haven't received it yet. Those are things that you may want to say, hmm, I'm not sure if I want to back this right away, or I'm going to temper my excitement about this game. The other thing that you should do is any Kickstarter is going to have multiple reward tiers for backing the game. Usually there's a base pledge of whatever the game costs, but then often there's higher tiers. In the past, there have been some games that had 10 or 15 tiers, but nowadays most games have one to three tiers, usually a basic game pledge, and then usually some kind of deluxe version that either has better components or maybe comes with an expansion at the beginning. So make sure you select the reward that is giving you what you want from the Kickstarter. Also, once you've, once you've decided to back a game, you should follow the updates that come out for that game. Um, as the game progresses through its 10 to 30 day time on Kickstarter, there will be opportunities where the creator may poll the audience about, hey, do you want a red box or a blue box? And if you're not following the updates, you don't get a say in that. But if you are following the updates, it's a chance for you to say, hey, like, I really like that red box and I want to... You know, I want to voice my opinion about that. That's one of the benefits of being on Kickstarter. Whereas if you wait till retail, you're not going to have any say in what color the box is. Other things that might come out in updates are add-ons. Some games, uh, halfway through the campaign, or as they progress through stretch goals, or as they've raised more and more money, they'll say, hey, if you add $20 to your pledge now, you can get this expansion, or this set of miniatures, or this bonus item, like a golden coin instead of a cardboard token coin, or something like that. And so, um, at that time, you can up your pledge uh, to include those add-ons. So it's something to be watching for as the campaign progresses. Uh, one way to watch how a Kickstarter is doing is you can click the save button and the save for later button will basically if you don't know if you want the campaign right away when the campaign is 48 hours from finishing you'll get an email that says hey you've got 48 hours left to back this project and it's just a way for you to stay up to date and reminded about oh yeah i was interested in that now i have to make a decision because the campaign's almost going to end 
And last but not least, remember that a lot of campaigns have a late pledge option. So even if you missed out on the opportunity to pledge for the game when it was on Kickstarter, which again is usually somewhere between 10 and 30 days, um, you have the option oftentimes these days to late pledge for a game. Now not all games are going to do this, and especially smaller games might not have this option, but bigger games often have a late pledge option. Um, <clears throat> again, Kickstarter is not for everybody. If you don't like the idea of a creator holding on to 20, 40, 60, 100 dollars of your money while they produce a game, Kickstarter probably isn't for you. But if you're okay with saying, hey, I'm going to get some free stuff or I'm going to get a great deal on this by pledging early, Kickstarter may be the way to go. One thing to be careful of is the hype that can go with any Kickstarter campaign. Sometimes there's a lot of pressure from other backers to increase your pledge or to add add-ons that you may not want or need. And so remember to make choices based on how you game and how your gaming group games. If you don't need all the miniatures, don't buy all the miniatures. And if you don't need the extra super duper special edition of a game, just buy the regular game. Kickstarter's a great tool for gamers who want to play diverse games and who aren't interested in another expansion of Carcassonne. Although Carcassonne is great and you should buy more expansions for it. Kickstarter is a great place to support independent developers and to keep the game, the board game community thriving. I hope you guys have enjoyed this talk about Kickstarter, and as always, keep gaming, friends. Hey folks, in this next section we're going to be talking about the Kickstarters that I've backed and kind of my history on Kickstarter. Uh, so my first big game that I backed on Kickstarter was Dark Souls the board game. Right now I've got the core board game for Dark Souls and while there was um, some delay in the shipping of that, the board game was in perfect shape when I got it. It's a great game, it's got beautiful miniatures, I really enjoy the theme, it's a cooperative dungeon crawling game. Uh, it's a great game. I'm still waiting on Wave 2, which is a pretty common practice these days for board game publishers, where they'll send out the first wave of shipment, which contains a usually the base game and maybe a couple of the other aspects of the game, and then they'll send a second wave that has the expansions or the add-ons or the stretch goals that come later. Some companies will even break their game into three or four waves. Uh, I personally start to get a little wary when it's like, hey, we've got wave one and wave two and wave three and wave four, and you're just kind of always waiting for more stuff to come in. So one or two waves is good for me, but Dark Souls the board game was the first game that I really got invested in on Kickstarter, um, and I really enjoy it. I think it's a good game. You can be watching my blog, for which is pardontherob.blogspot.com, um, and later this week, my review of Dark Souls the board game will be going up. Alright, the next game that I backed on Kickstarter was a small game called Scuttle the Pirate Card Game. Um, and it is by Bluebeard Entertainment. They do a lot of smaller games. Uh, they're kind of an up-and-coming developer. I really enjoy uh, Scuttle. It's a fun kind of uh, tableau-building card game where you're trying to get a certain amount of treasure and also you're doing things to steal treasure from your opponents. 
It's a great little game. I think there's actually a second printing going on right now. You can look for it. It's actually on sale online. Scuttle is S-C-U-T-T-L-E exclamation point. Uh, and it's a great it's a great game. So Scuttle the Pirate Card Game. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. It came with a bunch of fun extra stuff. I, I actually bought three of them, and I gave two of them away as gifts for Christmas after I got them. So I've, like I said, Scuttle the Pirate Card Game. It's a totally different than Dark Souls. It's much smaller. It's just a little card game, but it's really, really good. So, after Dark Souls and Scuttle, I took a little bit of a break there, and I ended up backing a game called League of Ancient Defenders, or also known as Load the Board Game. This was done by Archon Studio, and there was some controversy surrounding this game. Uh, primarily, the controversy was that some of the people involved with Archon Studio were also involved with Protoss games, which... Uh, had some issues when they launched a Kickstarter around the alien versus predator theme. Um, but Load the Board Game was done quickly. It was churned out on time. And I believe that Archon and their Unicast system, right now they are creating the best miniatures in board gaming. Um, the detail on their miniatures is on par, if not better, than Games Workshop miniatures in my mind. The minis don't feel bendy. They also don't feel brittle. They're they're just really high quality. And so Load the Board Game by Archon Studio. That was kind of my next game. And I'll follow that up with my the one that followed it was I, I took a little bit of a break and I backed Massive Darkness by Cool Mini or Not. And Massive Darkness was a is a dungeon crawler in the vein of Zombie Side, which is another dungeon crawler by cool mini or not but massive darkness kind of focuses in on that fantasy timeline of things uh you know there's lots of monsters like werewolves and there's orcs and goblins and uh dwarves and gnomes and things like that and so it it's that's kind of a genre that i really enjoy and basically you and four or five friends are going through a dungeon and you're fighting these monsters and you're trying to find the artifacts of the light bringers. Um, and so that, that was something that I just, I really like the theming on it. I feel like the mechanics look fun. You kind of build your character through the scenarios. Um, and also it had a ton of Kickstarter exclusive miniatures, um, that you couldn't get anywhere else. And so I really wanted to get those i really wanted to have those in my game and so load the board game for the great miniatures massive darkness for the great theme and also just great game design both of those i backed not together but very close to each other and i really um enjoy load the board game and i'm excited for massive darkness i'm hoping that it will come soon one thing that i'll say about these two games that are very different load the board game done by archon Every Friday after the game had been kickstarted and successfully funded, they posted a new update of where they were on production, on shipping things out, on changes that they had to make. Um, they were just very, very clear with their communication because I think that's kind of what they got, uh, what some of the people at Protos maybe had gotten in trouble from. So they learned from their previous Kickstarter experiences, and I was very pleased with that. Cool Mini or not, used a tactic that other 
companies use also called going dark. So basically, the campaign got funded, and then the communication just shut down. There was just very little communication, basically nothing coming out of that studio for months, or, or there'd be maybe one update a month, and it was vague and didn't have a ton of details. Even now, if you go to the Massive Darkness Kickstarter page, there's a bunch of people saying, like, when are we going to get information? When's our next update? You know, is the timeline still intact? When's it, you know, is everything delayed again? You know, when are we going to get to play this game? When are we going to get to see, you know, everything that's coming with these games? And so... I have full confidence that Cool Mini or Not is going to deliver a great game and that it'll be here when it's here. That's something you have to deal with when you back games on Kickstarter. Sometimes they get delayed. You know, when you're shipping 30,000 games that each have 65 or 70 or 150 miniatures in them all around the world, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And so I'm not super upset that they delayed the game, um, but I am a little bit anxious right now for an update. So if this somehow got to the cool mini or not team, first off, that's super cool. And second off, I'd love to know when I'm going to get my game. So after backing a bunch of big, huge, giant games on Kickstarter, I kind of got into a trend of backing smaller games, and I would say maybe fun games on Kickstarter. And not that the other games weren't fun, but just kind of small, fun, I can play these with anybody games. Uh, from Thing 12 games, I backed Dice of Crowns, and uh, I've, I've enjoyed that game. It's kind of a push-your-luck dice game um, where you're trying to gain enough air tokens to ascend to the throne um, without getting assassinated along the way. Uh, so that's a really fun game. That's Dice of Crowns from Thing 12 Games. And I think pretty soon there's a um, Pirate's Dice game or something along that uh, line coming out that's a similar dice rolling game uh, from them. But anyways, I I'm excited for that also. Dice of Crowns has been fun, and I'm I'm excited for the next game from Thing 12 Games. Uh, the next small game that I backed was Go Nuts for Donuts by Daily Magic Games, which got picked up kind of during the Kickstarter by Game Right, which is a bigger producer, even though Daily Magic Games is a developer slash producer um go nuts for donuts got picked up by game right so that is a game that you'll probably be able to buy in like pretty much any board game store that you go to and also probably in some of the bigger box stores around the country um but go nuts for donuts is kind of a a bidding game where you're trying to get donut po points for different donuts and you're bidding against the other people around the table so it's kind of a party game bidding game i'm excited for go nuts for donuts and almost immediately following that, also by Daily Magic Gamed Games, I backed 10 Minute Heist The Wizard's Tower. Now that, my review of 10 Minute Heist, which I love, is up on my blog. Um, I think it's a great game. I, I really like this game, and I can't recommend it enough. It's, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my most played games of games that I've backed on Kickstarter, uh, and that's because it's an easy game to teach. It's got beautiful art. Uh, it's just, it's an excellent game in so many different ways. Uh, so those were three smaller games that I backed uh, after backing some bigger games. Um, you know what? I'm going to throw one more in here uh, that I backed a little bit later, but it kind of fits here. Unreal Estate by Grand Gamers Guild is an 
excellent game and it's been delivered uh i'm super excited you know to keep playing this game and to kind of figure out more of the strategy and tactics about it i've only played it two times right now and so i'm kind of waiting for my review until i've had a chance to play it with more people and with different player counts but i'm really excited about unreal estate all of these games well donuts for donuts is almost here but dice of crowns 10 minute heist unreal estate all delivered on time go nuts for donuts i filled out all the paperwork and it's you know hopefully going to be here in the next week or two so again be looking for a review of that later on this month or maybe right before i head to gen con but again just great games so that's dice of crowns by think 12 games go nuts for donuts and 10 minute heist by daily magic games and unreal estate a fantasy cityscape by grand gamers guild all just excellent excellent games small games from kickstarter mostly independent developers in just very high quality games i can't recommend them enough So the next two games that I backed are also smaller games, and I'm still waiting on these to get here. One of them is Pretending to Grown Up by Jason Anarchy. Uh, it's a great little game where you're kind of bidding your time, your money, and your energy against the people around the table to see if you're doing your own taxes is more grown up than, say, eating kale. Uh, and it, it looks like just a silly, fun party game. It's got a bunch of different cartoonists that did promo cards for the game. Uh, and I'm super excited to play that game. I think it's going to be a really exciting game. Um, it's got a couple little cool bonuses, like a wooden meeple. And I backed at a level where I got some cool stickers. And that should be here any day. I've been getting like shipping notices. And I'm kind of, each day I'm checking, like, oh, is it like any, any closer to me than it was? Like, how far away is it? Um, and that's kind of the fun, the anticipation part of Kickstarter. It's like, oh, it's almost here. It's almost here. It's almost here. Uh, the other game was Dracula's Feast, a monstrous game of secrets and deduction, also by Bluebeard Entertainment, the same people who did uh, Scuttle, which I talked about earlier in this show. And Dracula's Feast did hit kind of a little bit of a delay, but the communication from Bluebeard Entertainment has been really solid. So I'm not worried about that game. He's going to conventions. He's in the public eye. He's tweeting about things. Uh, so... Like I said, even though there was a little bit of a hiccup, uh, you know, I still am excited for that game. It's a social deduction game where basically Dracula's throwing a party and it's like a masquerade. And so everybody's trying to find out who Dracula is and um, trying to discover who all the different characters around the table are. So I'm excited for that game. It's a social deduction game without player elimination and... That sounds like a good thing to me, so I'm excited for that. So those are two games, Pretending to Grown Up by Jason Anarchy and Dracula's Feast, a monstrous game of secrets and deduction by Bluebeard Entertainment that I'm waiting for any day now to show up here at the casa, at mi casa. Alright, so I'm going to skip one of the games that I've backed on Kickstarter. I'm going to come back to that in a little bit because I'm in way too good of a mood and I don't want to let that one get me down. So the next game that I backed was Godforsaken Scavengers Survival Card Game, which is done by a company called Draw Black. Um, and what I'm excited for about this game is it's got some cool art, but it is a kind of a co-op survival game 
in the vein of the video game Darkest Dungeon, which I have sunk a ton of time into. And it is this idea of just kind of pushing your luck and get going deeper and deeper and deeper into uh, this this kind of horrible place and different scenario cards and, and drawing cards. And it's a push-your-luck game with this cool survivor um, kind of theme wrapped around it. And so I'm very excited about that game. They are a newer company, kind of a younger, more independent company. And so I've had to kind of be a little bit gracious, but they have done a, a pretty good job communicating about their game. Um, you know, they have not been hasn't been radio silence from them they've been active in the comments section uh on and off they you know haven't been they haven't been negative they haven't blamed their uh backers or anything and they've done a good job posting um monthly or every at least every other month they've been posting updates about their game and what it's like and, and they're obviously still in business as a company and so that's great uh, the other game uh, that we'll talk about in this segment is a game called Pathogenesis. Uh, Pathogenesis is a deck building game that I'm excited for, that I've got on hand. It was delivered on time. It's done by Lauren Cunningham, is the person who created it. Um, and it's a really cool deck builder. The cards are high quality. The game is you know, I wasn't sure if I would like it or not, but it's kind of like, it's a funny game. There's like kind of a, uh, like a, a, not like, it's not a funny game, but there's kind of a, there's just like a, there's a humor to it that like isn't lost on me. And so I really enjoy that aspect of it. Again, I, I haven't played this game enough for, to put up a review, but Pathogenesis uh, by Lauren Cunningham. It is... It's a cool looking game. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I keep trying to find people who want to play it with me. And, you know, right now I'm in a busy season at work. My friends from work are in a busy season at work. So we haven't gotten it out on the table. Teaching new games, especially longer games, isn't always something that they want to do right now. But I know that by this fall, when things calm down at work, like we are going to be playing this game. Um, and I'm, ex I'm excited to play this game. I think it's going to be really fun. So that's two different games. Uh, like I said, uh, Pathogenesis by uh, Lauren Cunningham. And then uh, the other one is Godforsaken Scavengers by Draw Black. Both, both games that I'm excited for. Pathogenesis I have on hand. Really high quality box. Uh, and I'm excited for Godforsaken Scavengers. So... Games that I'm excited for to play, I just need to get to it. Alright, let's talk about the Kickstarter that I'm most upset with. It's a game called Walk the Plank by Mayday Games. I backed the special tin edition of this game uh, last year, and it was due for delivery in March of this year. As March faded to April, and we got some updates that the game would be delayed a little bit, and then we sunk into June, and now July, we've had less and less and less communication from Mayday Games about this project in particular. Um, so we're now at a point where we know that the screen printed meeples didn't get done correctly the first time and they were being redone, but we haven't heard anything in over a month from the creator about like 
what the timeline is. So here we sit in the middle of July. We're three and a half months past when this game was supposed to be created, and we still haven't gotten it. And so I'm kind of in this frustrated place where it's like, even though I've backed games that were delayed longer than this, those games were usually bigger than Walk the Plank. And also the communication about why they were delayed, when things were actually getting shipped, when things were gonna get delivered, were much more clear. So for me, I've kind of made a decision now. I'm not gonna back Mayday games in the future because I don't want to deal with the uncertainty of where my money is or where my product is that I backed. And that's something that Mayday is not gonna be able to repair until they maybe release three or four more projects on Kickstarter that all get great reviews of like, it came on time or the communication was great. Some organizations have repaired their communication. Dark Souls, the board game, struggled with communication. That's It's by Steamforge Games. They struggled with their communication after the game had finished its, um, its campaign and we were waiting for shipping. But they have totally revamped it. They've got people in the comments section. They're doing two updates a week. They're sharing information. And so I'm not saying that there are companies that can't repair the reputation that they have, which I think Steamforge is doing right now but mayday games they have got some work to do before i'm back on board to back any future or further products from them so like i said it's walk the plank special tin edition i'm i'm excited for the game it, it looks fun i think it's like a fun family game that i can play with people but uh i'd be more excited if i knew when it was coming or at least knew why i didn't have it yet So the next game that I backed on Kickstarter was a small game called Strawberry Ninja from fittingly named Strawberry Studio. And Strawberry Ninja is probably the smallest co-op game that I'll ever know. It's shipping now and it's uh, supposed to be here sometime. Probably I'm hoping before Gen Con is when I get it so I can play it a couple times and review it. But what I love about it is it's a co-op game where there is a strawberry who is also a ninja hiding amongst the different, uh, hiding in like the bushes in the farm. And the players use a cat to, uh, use a deck of cards to move a cat around, a meeple cat that is trying to find the ninja. And so once you think that you are on the ninja, you kind of guess as a group and try to reveal the, nin the strawberry ninja card. And so there's some different mechanics that go with that but I'm, I'm super excited to play this game it looks like a quick fun game and it's a, a it's a quick fun cooperative game and I think most quick fun games are quick fun and somebody's gonna lose and so I like the idea of it being a group effort even though it's a shorter smaller game so I'm excited for that Strawberry Ninja by Strawberry Studio was the game that I had backed next My next game after Strawberry Ninja was actually kind of a set of expansions for the game Champions of Midgard. And this is a worker placement type game, but also kind of an empire building type game. Uh, There's lots of cool components and the Kickstarter version came with some nice components and stuff. There were some Kickstarter exclusive cards, but mainly I bought this game because it was a great deal. Um, it was both the base, I actually backed it at the Odin pledge level, which was the base game, and then also 
two expansions. And so uh, it was a good deal for the game. It was also shipping really quickly, which is what I liked about it. It wasn't a, it wasn't like wait for six months or wait for a year. It was something where I backed it this spring and I'm going to have it in my hands probably in the next week or two. Um, And so I'm excited to play those expansions and uh, to play the base game, which I haven't played yet. So uh, again, it was something where it was mainly a great deal and that's what I was focusing on. Um... So Champions of Midgard by Gray Fox Games, The Expansions, uh, was my next one. And again, just high quality components, high quality game, and it all comes in one big box uh, for the expansions. And so that was another reason that I wanted to kickstart it. So again, just the quality components, something a little bit extra, quick turnaround time, and Gray Fox Games just makes really good games. So because they were expansions for a game that already was rated well, rated highly, that was something that made it easier for me to say, like, yep, I'm in for this, I want this game, I want to play it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about Champions of Midgard, that should be here soon, and after I get it played a little bit, we'll have a review up. Alright, next up on my Kickstarter history is a big giant game called Mythic Battles Pantheon. It's a collaboration between Mythic Games and Monolith. Monolith became huge when they kickstarted a game a couple of years ago called Conan. Uh, Conan was released some of the best production value as far as miniatures, cards, boards, artwork goes in the business. And Mythic Battles Pantheon uh, sought to go even a step further in what they were producing. The maps for this game are gorgeous, and the Kickstarter, I think, has somewhere between 8 and 10, depending on, you know, what add-ons you purchase throughout the game. The miniatures, some of them are huge, like over 6 inches tall, just giant miniatures. Um, They, what I want to talk about specifically with this pledge, because it was something that I did with it, is sometimes games will have tons of add-ons, so it'll be like, you know, add $10 to your pledge for this, add $15 to your pledge for this, add $5 to your pledge for this, and it, it starts to add up, and the math starts to get a little bit hard, it's like, well, if I want these four things extra, how much more, what do I need to pledge to get those, and so Mythic Battles Pantheon came with two options for basically what's called an all-in pledge, and you'll see this on different Kickstarters, uh, especially bigger ones that have lots of add-ons. And so, with Mythic Battles Pantheon, they had the Gamers All-In Pledge, which contained all of the add-ons that had some kind of gameplay value. Um, It had, you know, new rules for a different monster, or it had some kind of expansion rules, or it provided different scenarios. Um, So those were all combined in one package. And then there was a an even bigger package that I didn't get that had all of the things that were just the like true all-in bundle. So it had things like an art book and a storage case, and it also had um, like some artistic models that were just different different looking models, even though they had the same gameplay rules as the other miniatures. Um, and so with Mythic Battles Pantheon, it's a game where you play. You choose a Greek god that you play, and then you have a certain amount of points to buy up your army. And so you can make your army out of troops and have some Spartans and some hoplites in your army. You can make it out of great famous heroes like Achilles and Hercules and Hector. Um, 
you could also add in monsters to it. And so there's different monsters like uh, the Hydra or Medusa or um, like the, uh, uh, the Minotaur. So there's all these different monsters. But basically you have different amount of points that you can spend on troops and heroes and monsters to join your army. And the goal of the, of the base game is to go and uh, score victory points by claiming Omphalos, which are these pieces of the Shattered Gods... Um, after the great war in the heavens, um, the gods have lost some of their power, and so now they've sought the help of mortals to come and reclaim it. So that's a basic game, but I think there's over 60 scenarios in the Gamers All-In Pledge, so there's different ways to play. There's a solo mode, there's cooperative modes, but the main style of play will be one-on-one uh, -on -one competitive modes. And... Uh, I'd encourage you to go just look at this game. It's just beautiful. The games and miniatures, um, really, really high production value. It's due out in December. Now, Conan, when it came out, had some delays associated with it. And so I'm, I'm not holding my breath for this game. But they have done a really good job with communication. Every Wednesday, they have a What's Up Wednesday update on their Kickstarter. And so I'm confident that if there are delays, that we'll hear about them. But, you know, they've gotten production run miniatures put together and the game is being demoed at lots of different conferences and game festivals and stuff. So I'm not I'm not worried that this game is not going to come out. And, you know, I expect that there might be some delays. I'm I'm not counting on this being a Christmas gift for myself. So we'll see when it gets here. You know, maybe Valentine's Day, my wife and I can play a round of Mythic Battles. I'm just kidding, babe. We can do something else. We can go out to dinner and, and have fun. We don't have to play games. Uh, but that is Mythic Battles Pantheon by Mythic Games and Monolith. Uh, whoops. Sorry, folks. That Mythic Battles Pantheon game was actually before the last couple of games that I had backed. So that one was done out of order, and uh, we'll try to get it right for the rest of the podcast. Thanks for listening here on Pardon the Board Games. We've got only three more games to cover before we get through my Kickstarter history so far. Alright, next up we're covering Barbarians the Invasion by Tabula Games. It's their second foray into Kickstarter. And this was an interesting game because it featured two different pledge levels. The first was a pledge level with primarily wooden tokens and uh, meeples and, and pieces like that. And then the other was one that had high detail miniatures to represent the different characters around the board. Uh, this is a game where each player is playing a different clan of Vikings who are leaving their volcanic home and forging out across multiple islands to go and overtake them and destroy them and they are gathering resources. It's a worker placement game that comes with high de highly detailed miniatures. And a fun thing about this one is I was able to get an early bird pledge. These are starting to go out of vogue, but the early bird pledge idea is something where a company says, okay, so the first thousand backers get $10 off of their, off of their pledge level. Um, or some people I've seen where it's anybody who backs in the first 24 hours uh, will get some kind of discount off, off the pledge, which is usually already a good deal. So I was excited to get an early bird pledge on Barbarians the Invasion. Uh, and I was really excited. It has this worker placement system where 
there's a volcano that has three different tiers on it that can spin. And so based on where you land for the first tier, that dictates what your second and third actions can be. But some people might be able to play cards or do actions that spin the volcano that will change your plan. So I'm really excited about this worker placement game. Uh, and I'm hoping that it is just done really well by Tabula Games. Uh, I'm excited for the miniatures, but I'm definitely more excited for the, the game here. The art is really interesting and different, um, and I'm excited for that too. One of the big thing, uh, one of the main add-ons for this game was uh, some even higher quality production stuff, some leather player boards, um, and then some art prints of like full-size art prints of the different cards that were released. So. Um, you know, it really depends on who is running the Kickstarter as far as what type of add-ons get added. Uh, I'm excited for this one, though. I'm excited for uh, the big board. I'm excited for the big volcano, spinny worker placement aspect of it. Uh, and I think this is going to be a game that hits the table all the time because my wife loves another worker placement game, Lords of Waterdeep. And I've kind of been waiting for, like, what's the next really really good worker placement game that's coming out i think that barbarians the invasion is going to be that game i think this is going to be the the one that people are talking about for a long time so uh tabula games don't make me a liar uh keep play testing it make sure that it's really good production on it and uh i'm excited to play this game end of this year early next year we'll see All right, we've only got two games left, and then we'll have some bonus content about Kickstarter at the end of this podcast. Uh, but right now, I'm going to talk about Reload, uh, which was the reprint of Load the Board Game. But it also came with about 25 new heroes and epic minis of them. Uh, it also came with a new board. It also came with a new uh, new sets of towers and all sorts of things. But it had a very specific pledge uh, for people who had backed the epic, uh, the epic pledge of Load the Board Game. There was basically the catch-all pledge for Reload the Board Game. And so it, it basically was a super streamlined way to say, oh, you already backed the first game? Here, to get all the exp all just the pieces that you need that are different from that pledge from before... It'll, it's all going to fit into this one very unique pledge level. And Archon is doing some cool things with, if you backed our previous game, you get a miniature for free in this game. And, oh, if you backed at the epic level of that game, then here's everything new, just the new stuff for this coming game. And I haven't seen a ton of, um, a ton of different kickstarter organizations and businesses do this but archon is doing it and i i think it's cool some people have differing ideas about it like oh like you know it's way cheaper if you're in on the ground level and i'm like yeah being in on the ground level like that's what kickstarter is all about like it's all about putting some money up front because you you know believe in the project and so i think it's cool that Archon has taken it a step further and said, hey, you backed our last game. We're going to give you something extra for backing our next game or the next version of this game. Uh, so I'm excited for a reload. And hey, load the board game of, of that first round of Kickstarters that I ever backed. 
a couple years ago, they were the one that was like, they hit all their deadlines, they got their product to me, everything was in good shape, pieces weren't broken, the rules were fine, they were manageable, like, it was, it was a, a solid game with awesome production value, I mean, really, I still haven't played a board game that has production value at the level of load the board game. And so I'm excited for Reload to come out. I finished my Pledge Manager a couple weeks ago. Pledge Manager is where you basically say, like, yep, my address is correct, and these are the items that I want. It's a chance for backers to maybe add a little bit more money if they need to for things that they forgot during the Kickstarter. Most big Kickstarters have a Pledge Manager. Um, But like I said, Archon Studio doing some very cool stuff. Best miniatures in the world right now, in my mind. I, I haven't seen better ones yet, so... I'm waiting for them, but they have they have set the new bar with their unicast, their resin unicast system. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see those sometime end of this year, early next year. All right, here we go. We're getting to the end of the standard content before a little bit of bonus Kickstarter content. Um, the la- my most recent game that I've backed on Kickstarter is a game called Pocket Ops by Grand Gamers Guild. I backed a previous game of theirs, Unreal Estate, uh, which I really enjoy. That's a set collection game. But Pocket Ops basically takes Tic-Tac-Toe, the classic kids game, and adds a spy-slash-covert uh, special agent uh, theme to it. And in that theming, the special... It- Instead of putting just X's and O's down, you're dropping different uh, covert operatives down onto the board. And some of them might be a hacker or a sniper, which maybe removes another piece from the game. Or you might have a hacker who moves one of the other team's pieces. Uh, You may have some kind of team leader who moves another piece or takes a piece off or lets you play two pieces at a time. Uh, So anyways, there's a bunch of different options to kind of integrate into the game. Uh, Very exciting little game. It's a smaller game. But, you know, for $14 to have a game that's like, hey, you know how to play tic-tac-toe? I can teach you how to play this game. And to just spice up kind of an old, super classic game, uh, that's really exciting for me. Anytime I get to see something where it's like, this is going to be easy to teach, fun to play, and it's not going to take me six hours to learn how to do it, that's something that I'm interested in. So that's Pocket Ops from Grand Gamers Guild. That, that campaign just finished up just a couple days ago uh, so I'm excited for that one sometime later this year or again early next year and that's what two and a half years of backing games on Kickstarter has produced for me Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about a little bit about some of the games that I haven't backed on Kickstarter Uh, some of the more popular ones or games that I almost backed on Kickstarter in the next little segment and then I'll talk about two games that are on Kickstarter right now that I'm excited for So I hope you guys are having a great night. Hope that you've enjoyed this show. Like I said, we've got that bonus content coming at the end. Uh, But if you're not going to listen to that, keep gaming, friends. Welcome to the first part of our bonus round here on Pardon the Board Games episode about Kickstarter. We're going to be talking about games that I chose not to back on Kickstarter. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons why I didn't back these games, but I'll kind of talk through them with you now. 
Uh, one of the games that I chose not to back that I actually canceled my pledge on was a game called The Edge, The Downfall. Um, I really liked the look of the miniatures in this game. But there were six different factions in this kind of war game, and to get all six factions was a pretty high price. It was like almost $300 to get all six factions. There were some really cool stretch goals in it, but I just felt like without getting all six factions that I was kind of just getting half a game or a third of the game, and I really wanted to get the whole game, and I decided that I just really didn't have the funds to drop that much money on that game. Similarly, it makes me think of Kingdom Death Monster, one of the biggest games ever on Kickstarter. And the reason why I didn't back that, one of the, one of the main reasons was, again, it felt like, man, do I have to spend like $1,700 to get everything to feel like this is a complete game? Now, I know some people are going to chime in and they're going to say, no, like the base pledge was $200 or whatever. Um, you know, you could have gotten the game for less. But if I see all these extra things and extra bits, sometimes I'm like, man, I, I don't want to not have the cool dragon boss or I don't want to miss out on this set of heroes or, or whatever. And so it started to get to a point where it was like, man, I just, I'm not ready to spend 500 or or $1,000 on Kingdom Death Monster. Um, the other thing both of those games had in common were the miniatures came unassembled. So you would have to, I'd have to clip and assemble each miniature before I was ready to play the game. I've got a family now. I've got a job that's very consuming. I'm not a place. In, I'm not at a place in life where I can be spending two hours preparing miniatures before we even sit down to play the game. Like it's hard enough to play a game that takes two hours, much less spend two hours getting a game ready to play. So I'm all about the pre-assembled miniatures. Those didn't happen. Another game that I didn't back was Village Attacks. It's an awesome theme. It's got great minis. It's Basically, you play different monsters, like a vampire and a werewolf and stuff like that inside your castle. And the villagers have got their torches and pitchforks and they're coming to get you. And you have to defend your castle against them. So I love that theme. I love the mechanics of the game. It looks like a really fun kind of action game, action board game, which I like. But there were only two Kickstarter exclusive miniatures in it. And then a lot of the content that came free with the Kickstarter was content that I didn't see myself using. It was almost all just more good guys and more bad guys. Um, there were the only real piece that had lots of extras in it was the main expansion. And my feeling was I can probably get this game discounted in retail. And no, I won't get those Kickstarter minis. And no, I won't necessarily get all this extra bonus content. But I think that I'll get the content that I'm going to play with. Because I've backed games before where I got a lot of extra content that I never used. And so I think with this game, I'm going to get the content that I'll actually play with at retail whenever it comes out. And I don't have to worry about them having all my money until then. Uh, so that was uh, Village Attacks was a game that I did not back. My most recent game that I chose not to back was Zombicide the Green Horde. I have Zombicide Black Plague. I really enjoy it. It's a great dungeon crawler. It's an easy entryway into kind of deeper miniatures games. I really like Black Plague, but with Green Horde, I was just like, there's so much extra. I didn't back Black Plague on Kickstarter, and I've been fine with the stuff that I have from that. And I just, I was ready to say, that's okay. I don't need all of this right now. I can get it at retail if it's really good. I can wait for the reviews to come out. Um, 
and I'm still waiting for Massive Darkness, which has been delayed over and over again. And I really felt like, hey, with my morals, I need to say, nope, I'm not going to give this company money until they deliver the previous game. And so, uh, you know, they've, they're going to start, Simon's going to start another Kickstarter for A Song of Ice and Fire before I'm getting Massive Darkness. And so I just kind of feel like, hey, you know what? They're not going to get any more of my money until I get the stuff that I've already given them. Uh, so those are some of the games that I chose not to back on Kickstarter and some of the reasons why I did. Uh, we've got a couple more segments coming up here before we finish the episode. All right, here we go. The last segment about Kickstarter. I'm very excited about two games that are on Kickstarter right now. I'm not backing them yet, but I've got the remind me button clicked so I can get that email 48 hours before they close uh, to see if I want them. The first is called Crusaders Thy Will Be Done. This is a game by Tasty Minstrel Games, and there are two versions. The retail version, which is $50, and the deluxified version, which is $69. The main difference between these is that the deluxified version has nicer components. Primarily, they have some miniatures instead of wooden meeples. They've got metal tokens instead of cardboard tokens. And uh, the printing on the boards has some shine to it, the UV spot, the spot UV um, finish on it. This game is basically each player is in control of a faction of crusaders moving across Europe, and it uses a Moncala slash Rondel system. Basically, you're moving Moncala pieces around your own player board and then taking actions based on where those um, are placed each turn. And so uh, it looks like it's a fun game. It looks competitive. Uh, there's a lot of cool different like art that goes with it. I like this theme. I like this time in history, uh, but I'm I'm interested to see. I'm I've got to look some more into it. I've just found this game, and so I'm looking some more into it to find out like, is this is this a, the type of game that I want to play? And can I get my friends to play it with me? Can I get my wife to play it with me? So that's Crusaders. They that will be done by Tasty Minstrel Games. Very reputable company making this game. Tasty Minstrel is one of the bigger companies in the business right now. Uh, they do a lot of different games, not all on Kickstarter. Uh, but I have no fear that that game is definitely, it's already funded. I'm sure it's going to be a quality game for sure. Uh, I'm just not sure if it's the type of game that I want to play. So I've got it saved. I've got the remind me button clicked. I'm, I'm waiting with anticipation on that one. The next one is probably going to blow up Kickstarter. It just got released today. It's Founders of Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress. He also created Gloomhaven, one of the Kickstarter success stories. Uh, this is a tile placement action selection game uh, with also some worker placement and blind bidding involved, where basically each player is playing a different faction founding the city of Gloomhaven. And so you're working to... Uh, gain influence to build up your uh, pool of workers you're working to build buildings that benefit you more than they benefit other players it looks like there's a lot of player interaction a lot of what you do is going to affect other players and what they do is going to affect you um, not necessarily in a negative way but it looks like there's gonna like everybody's gonna benefit and take uh, different different opportunities around the board and it's going to affect each other playing this is a hyped up game board gamers are anxious for this isaac childress has kind of captured the hearts and minds 
of the gaming community with Gloomhaven. Uh, I am certainly excited about this game. I haven't backed it yet because it's literally been on Kickstarter for like 12 hours uh, at the time of this recording. But I am I'm watching the videos. There's a there's some run-throughs of it and stuff, and so I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. This one you can get for $49. I think that that's a perfectly reasonable price for this game, looking at what it contains. I like tile placement games. You know, Carcassonne is one of my family's favorite games, and so I don't think I'll have a hard time getting people to play this with me. This looks like Carcassonne on steroids uh, with just a little bit more strategy thrown in, a little some more um, options for how to do things. I'm very excited about this game. This is a game that I am I am looking forward to and I am probably going to kickstart. I just got to find the room in my budget to get this game. It's a shame that it's coming out when it is right before Gen Con, but I'm willing to sacrifice a Gen Con purchase to back this game now so I can have it right when it comes out in January or around that time. So those are two games on Kickstarter, Crusaders that I will be done, and Founders of Gloomhaven. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and remember, keep gaming, friends. How do I do it? Hold down a job that takes me 70 hours a week, hang out with my family, play board games, and get a podcast together every week? I do it with Anchor FM. If you want a podcasting service that works for you and your busy life, I can't recommend a better app. Check out anchor.fm online or on your phone and get podcasting today. Thanks for listening to Pardon the Board Games. And as always, keep gaming, friends.